Hey, and welcome to Fumble Podcast number five called We Turn Pro. PC, Morehouse and myself discuss the pro skill, the undead race, bar brawls and the usual quiz. There's also a special competition at the end for the listeners. If you like what we do, you can find me on Patreon, support me that way, or you can click on the donate button. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to another Fumble Podcast number five. Um, I have Morehouse and PC with me. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> Good. We've got an, uh, a packed podcast for you today. We are going to cover various things. Uh, but we're going to start with what we've been doing in the world of Blood Bowl. <laughs> what have you been up to, boys? Anything? Uh, I have been playing in a few little tournaments. Uh some of the North American coaches started, uh, we started an instant smack night on Thursday nights. So okay. we have kind of a scheduled time for people to show up. Uh, so if there's anybody, or I guess Europeans with insomnia, but it, it's uh, about seven central uh, US time. So that would be like two or three in the morning over there for you guys. But uh, yeah, we've been starting to organize and do a little eight person tournament if we can. And if we, uh, if the interest builds and we can get more than one, we could do, you know, if 16 people show up, we could do two tournaments or whatever. So we've been doing those and that's been a good time. It sounds good because North American time zone is pretty dead, isn't it usually? Yeah, a little bit, you know, it, well, it, there's always a few people on there, but you know, you get the, the problem where you got two or three people that want to play box and two or three people that want to play a ranked game. And it, sometimes nobody gets matched up and you got, you know, six people just sitting there doing nothing. So we're trying to kind of organize that and say, how about we all just get together and play a tournament? So uh, yeah, fair enough. These, these tournaments, they're, they're cross division. They're B and A our teams, are they? Yeah. Or? Yes. Anything in the competitive can play uh technically they are open team value but a lot of times we'll do kind of a negotiation once we get the eight coaches there and you know and say hey uh we've got three people here with rookie teams let's agree to not bring our you know 2500 chaos or you know stuff like that but so technically all teams are welcome but we kind of we try to encourage people to find a range of what team they're going to bring so it's mm. so it's fair for everybody i used to love instant smacks when they happened um what a long long time ago years back now and i have several on my rec- record but none of the new style smacks uh, which are completely open of course the old ones used to happen in brackets um yeah, you, know, yep. you know me i love to have one of everything on my profile page so i shall i shall certainly be dropping a team in at some point they sound a lot of fun yeah good stuff have you been up to anything pc well i mean i i try and wander around playing all sorts of blood bowl nowadays from real life to online to uh, to all sorts and including in the all sorts i've been playing in the naf euro open uh, oh, which yeah. is our online version of the naf uh, tournament structure format so it's resurrection teams uh, 1100 you get to spend on your original team uh, and about six skills that, that sort of um, some of them kick in over time some of them start originally it depends on which NAF tournament you're in and uh, this one's actually a team one so I'm in it with you aren't yes, I it's you, are. you me yes. uh, and another colleague of ours a guy called Malmere uh, and we're playing as York 19 versus Wife Time the Purple Underground Remix um, there's reasons <laughs> for that name there is another name we plan to be using eventually uh, but at the time that we're going to press we, we didn't have the rights for that I can now reveal <laughs> Not only are we sitting proudly after two weeks atop the leaderboard, 
uh, with all three of us, Malmir, Throek and Purple Chest, two wins out of two and the only squad of three with that you know, immaculate 12-point record. <laughs> but buoyed by that success, uh, something we've been working on in the background is that um, we're we're preparing, hopefully in January, to go up to the UK Team Challenge 5 as Team Fumble. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be me, Throek, Malmere, and at the moment we're hoping also joining us will be Mr. Joshua. Yeah, that's, that should be good fun. That should be good fun. Should be fun. Yeah, I've uh, joined a league. I've joined the Nottingham League at Warhammer World so I've got my first game on Wednesday so that should be quite interesting playing in Bugman's Bar so quite looking forward to that wow uh, yeah be quite exciting um, I've also been playing Little BB2 um, on the championship ladder now reading the rules on that was really funny because it, there's a disclaimer on it that says if you concede five times then you get banned and mm. I thought <laughs> no surely not so I had to test it uh, and yeah you did <laughs> I got a very a very nice email from the admin saying uh, you've broken the rules you you can't play anymore. <laughs> now yes, I've been I've been playing I've been playing a little bit on there the last couple of months. I picked that up uh, as a legendary edition, very very cheap on Steam. Yeah, same here. I have to say that that I recently it so happened in the first month I was only there for a couple of weeks and I messed around and conceded a few games. In the second month, um, I accidentally went just sort of casually having fun ended up qualifying for their monthly playoffs um, with a dwarf team, of course. <laughs> and as I was doing so, someone pointed out to me, there's actually an off-game off site uh, that goes under the name Goblin Spy, but it's listed on uh, mordrek.com forward slash Goblin Spy. And uh, uh, they take all the stats out of the game and list all the same numbers from that Cablevision official league. Uh, and several of the other ones too, but that's the one I've been looking at, and put them into a much more interactive format where you can check check exact points, uh, who's qualified, who hasn't, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things you can do there is check how many concessions you've done and how many concessions there has been against you. Um, so, yeah, and they track them. And, uh, you know, there's a, a whole line for it there between one and five. And once it goes over five, the color changes and an email is sent. Yeah, so I there is well. on BB2. There is some. Uh, it's certainly in that league. Um, some levels at which you know concessions are not welcome, which is nice to see. It is nice to see actually, and, and that's kind of what, why I wanted to test it. Um, but you know, kind of backfired. But never mind. I can <laughs> you tried play to the bluff next. them, and they weren't bluffing, huh? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's move on quickly to our team focus, our race focus for this week. Um, undead. So the makeup of undead, you've got a couple of mummies, strength five, you've got a couple of whites, take ghouls, you've got zombies and skeletons to choose from. So either of you play them much? Uh, I just kind of clicked on my own stats here to kind of get an exact figure. looks like I've played something like 90 games of undead, 80 games of undead. Uh, I like the roster. Uh, I think it's, I really recommend it to newer players as one that kind of has a little bit of everything and a little bit of bash, a little bit of agility. Uh, I think if you're new to the game, you can learn a lot with Undead. They're a little bit forgiving at low team value, too, which helps, especially with uh, regeneration. Uh, so a, a real strong team at low team value and a good team for people who are just starting the game, I think. Yeah, definitely. PC? Um, look, a lot of this is very theoretical for me because I'm slightly broken. Um, it turns out our mums were right. 
And as a as a child at school, I played a lot of advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and the majority of the time, I role played as a paladin. And even to this day, I struggle to wield undead and feel good about myself. <laughs> In total of my five thousand games on Fumble, I have played a grand total of fourteen of them as undead. Wow, and you've played a lot of games, so that's actually I have played a lot of games. Um, Kemri is something similar. Necromantic, I think I've played about 40. Uh, Kemri, just checking, in fact. No, Necromantic, I've played 18. Uh, Vampire, I played 40 recently through the Black Box Trophy. And Kemri, yeah, I've played about 40 games with Kemri. So I just, I don't, I don't want to pick up the dead ones. That's that's just a thing for me, and hence I don't. So I've faced them a lot, and I, I know all about them, and who doesn't? They're awesome at just about every team value until you maybe hit about 2,000 when perhaps they get a bit outpowered unless they've got a lot of stat pluses. The mummies are brilliant, uh, can destroy everything. The whites are versatile and can really do the damage that you need blitzers to do, but also hold the line and do some fighting. The ghouls, ah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm very torn. When I, I see a team bringing lots of ghouls against me, I usually think, great, there's some easy casualties. Yeah. But then they run around and do all sorts of stuff. And you they, see a lot of stat-up ghouls because they score so easily. And it's the only player in the that. game, isn't it, that doesn't have, you can't use a napper and you, it doesn't get regen. Yeah. So they are yeah. quite vulnerable. Yeah, they are. I think they, because they score so fast, though, that's mitigated a little bit, and they're relatively cheap. So, you know, easy come, easy go. You can lose one, and you can build a new one pretty quickly. Uh, I like them with Undead. I like high team value a little more. I, th- I think how much you like to use the ghouls depends on what team value you want to play at, really. You know, if it, if you want to stay lower and, and play lower team value, you're not going to hire four ghouls. If you want to have a bigger t- Undead team, uh, you're going to want to use all the ghouls. Uh, I, I think there's an argument either way for, for using more of them or not. I, I will say that I think they despite the no regen and no apo having dodge and having quick access to block especially a low team value uh will help you a lot to survive yeah. Is, you, yeah. you know it's hard to, you can't kill someone if you can't take them down in the first place right uh, people always sold humans as the most versatile team and i, I understand why they you know they are very versatile but undead are almost they're the swiss army team they have a specialist for just about every tool everything you need to be doing on a blood bowl pitch they've got something good to do it you know the zombies are cheap enough to foul with and to be knocked over and get back up and they're, they're reasonably good at staying you know the whites can move around and can blitz and and you know, if they can get some strength skills can really hit things to pieces the mummies dominate lines the ghouls are quick and dodgy but nothing's that brilliant at what it does um so there's always those little chinks in the armor of course it's the reliance yeah. as well on the mummies. Sometimes that can go wrong. You think, hey, I've got a strength five mummy here, but the amount of times I've rolled it without block and I've rolled double school, double both down, or that could that yep. can really screw your drive if you're not careful. Well, if both your mummies don't have block, of course, I mean, just doing silly maths rather than actual maths, um, you're looking at what? You're looking at a fail every... It's one in nine. So if you're hitting with both mummies, one every fail three, a half yeah. from each, you know, so... Yeah, you're looking at returns. Two fails, yeah, yeah two, two fails a half, which means probably at some point in your first two to three turns, one of those fails is likely to come. Yeah, uh, th- they're obviously, you know, one double on a mummy is a huge, huge boost. They're yeah. one of those positionals that if they can get one decent, you know, double roll to get block, uh, if, if they start 
going real crazy and getting plus movement is really good for them. A couple doubles block and dodge or block and tackle is really nice. I've seen I've seen uh, dodge sidestep mummies that just yeah. Oh, oh, I had nightmares <laughs> about blodge blodge sidestepping mummies. They're all yeah, against things like that, but of course that's that's three doubles. Sure, I remember uh, Sin was a real good undead coach way back, mm-hmm. uh, maybe ten years ago now, and he always like sidestep on his mummies to yeah. kind of keep them positioned where he wanted them because they're always going to get hit because people want to hit them. And if you can, a, a slow guy like that, especially if you can sidestep them into a convenient position to to counter hit next turn, that can be really helpful. Yeah, I mean, it, it means if you don't go down, you're dangerous, and it means if you do go down, you can choose where you get back up. And as you say, with that move three, to not have to go for it to get back in position, but just automatically be there can be really, really handy. But of course, you are forgoing dodge. You are making yourself an easier target. Yep. Yep. And, you know, generally, I don't like sidestep on guys that get stand firm on a normal roll because I find them to be pretty similar. But uh, I think you could make a case that a mummy might be one that uh, sidestep would be significantly better than stand firm, maybe. I don't know. No, I don't know either. Just picking on. Picking up on something you said earlier, Morehouse, about they make a good beginner's team. Um, I think they do. I think I've seen a lot of newer coaches playing Undead because I do think they excel at low TV. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, just the, the regen is forgiving. Uh, the cheap lineman is forgiving because you can yeah. get a full roster and then re-rolls. Uh, you've got a couple guys... I mean, they're, they're the only guys in the game that start with strength five and mighty blow without loner. So, yeah. uh, you know, they're they're like big guys, but better. The mummies are uh, like we said, the ghouls are, are real good ball carriers at, at low team value, especially. Uh, and, and honestly, I think undead, they're not a you mentioned that you, you think they're pretty good up to about 2000. I agree with that. Uh, once you get real high. You know, they start, they don't really have enough tackle to take down elves. They don't really have, uh, you know, the consistent hitting power of like a chaos team at, at that team value. Uh, so yeah, they just, you, just struggle you a may, little bit. Your, your mummies may still dominate a part of the line, but there's going to be enough strength and enough guard around that somewhere else you're probably not strong enough as undead once you're, once you're much higher than that. Yeah, and then you, you do not like claw at all, obviously, right? Because uh, if, if you can take a mummy out easily, that is a huge, huge uh, problem for an undead team, usually. Yeah, it really is. What we're going to do now is move on to uh, Barb Rules, because I think we've covered undead pretty significantly there. So last week we talked about Royal Rookie Rumbles, and we said that we'd bring in Barb Rules. So I know, Morehouse, you've played a few. I'm pretty sure you've played a few yes. PC. I have. I have, yeah. Um, what do you like about them? Uh, it, it's neat for people who uh, don't mind scheduling. I, don't, I know some people don't like being in scheduled tournaments because especially if you're cross time zone, a lot of my North American colleagues always have the problem of uh, the majority of fun will be in European, right? So then it, it, your, your people are trying to play when it's you know two in the morning for us or vice versa. Uh, but, but they're kind of neat. They have set uh, team value limits, unlike the Smacks which is kind of a similar tournament. So if you want to play a more, I guess, fair, if you want to use that term, as fair as Blood Bowl can ever be, uh, the games are a little more even in team value because they have three different weight classes. Uh, so that's nice for people. And it's, uh, you know, a tournament that you, you get a little win on your profile page if you win one. So that's kind of neat. You get bragging rights. And uh, we talked about SR last week. They contribute to your SR points also. So that's kind of a fun thing. Yeah, I mean, all of the above. I mean, I like the fact nowadays we only have really the bar brawls uh, other than a rookie rumble until you're up at the sort of level where you think you want to drop a team into a major. 
Um, there's really only the bar brawls that are, are, have a, a cap on them where you might be, you know, say a, a 13, 50 team, but you actually just want some some random pairings and see how competitive you are against something you haven't chosen to play. Uh, and, and at the end of it, have a little, you know, mark on your profile page. Mm. And that's that's the niche the bar brawls sit really nicely into. Yeah, do you think um, we missed the manners then? I don't yeah, know. That's a tough one. I, you know, I I, but they they you know i i remember when i was running them you had to work them very very hard to get the applications up and we could usually get maybe 60 or 70 people in for the miners and mm. you know do a couple of draws of 32 teams um i don't know if the market's there for that big seems to be the new the brand new shiny team everyone wants is is 2000 plus at the moment so yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah I, uh, I don't know. I, I think we could get some people to show up for a minor. I, I don't think it would be too hard. I, I don't think we we haven't done minors since we've combined the tournaments, have we? There hasn't been a ranked and box combined minor. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it would be interesting. I, uh, I I'm more of a high team value player anyway, so those things for me are kind of uh, secondary if I'm looking for something to play. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people would like them. A lot. I know a lot of people prefer to play. Uh, close team value match games to to random you know in a major you could be up or down 500 team value very easily regardless of what you bring you know so uh yeah i always favored formats where i would you know we started at roughly similar tws i always liked that um but you know your your mileage may vary now talking of the high ones in the brawls it's been my sense and you probably played more of the high ones than me i think i've played a mid and a low uh, at least those are the ones i've won i think i i may have dropped into a couple of others um in the high bracket for the bar brawls are they are they quite the cesspit that they sometimes seem to be every time i see one on the games page (laughs) very very dangerous looking teams yeah you know that's that's kind of funny you bring that up i think you know i uh an mrt 1212 is the guy who uh runs these so if anyone's interested in bouncing anything off him he's a real open friendly guy so if you have ideas or suggestions i I, you can certainly come to him i think 1800 plus is maybe not quite a high enough threshold for the high if, if you enter an you know 1850 you know whatever human team and you draw a now we have so many huge teams and you draw 2600 nurgle uh you're not going to be feeling very good about your chances probably you know (laughs) yeah uh i i think the the one thing we try to do with the smacks because it's a similar thing uh is like i said there's a little bit of the the peer pressure factor there where you know when we all kind of talk about what we're going to bring and so you know if someone says oh i'm going to bring my nine claw mighty blow nurgle we all say oh come on man let's <laughs> you know yeah, let's whereas the get bra- eight teams roughly within you know some right. sort of competitive range right whereas the bar brawls it's 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 closed applications right so it, you can shamelessly enter anything you feel like right? and uh right. if you want to enter your chaos with uh, claw mighty blow in every player there's nothing stopping you uh but yeah, I mean, I, I guess also that's you know that's high team value Blood Bowl in, yeah. in, a, in a way too, right? You could enter a major, you could draw that same chaos team. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Heavy sharks, but on the other hand, that's where elves tend to thrive. Yeah, yes, exactly. And it, and I think one thing that I think has been good the last couple of years is the piling on being removed and spiraling expenses being removed 
makes the high team value game more competitive for a few more races. Uh, it used to be so much chaos in Nurgle. It just it felt like every high team value tournament was chaos in Nurgle, chaos in Nurgle. And now you're seeing a few more races. There's there's a lot of big lizard teams now, a lot of big elf teams. So I think it's a little more diverse than it used to be. Really? Uh but, you know, I think you can make the same case for low team value, too, that there are a few races that are really, really good. And you see in Rookie Royal Rumbles a lot. It's just different races than the ones you see in the, in the high team value stuff. Sure. I wanted to move on to something that PC was mentioning earlier um, to me in a bit of chat outside the podcast. And that is the skill pro. Oof. Now, I think we can have a decent conversation about whether to take pro or not and we've we've kind of covered vamps in that in our in one of the other podcasts um i'm sure it'll come up in conversation again but pro do what do you take pro on uh i i like it on vampires uh just because of the they have so many different little roles that they they need to make in a turn that quite often one team re-roll is just not enough for a vampire team uh i think you know the, there's always since the you know, ever since uh, big guys stopped getting general roles on uh, regular roles and, you know, the loner or the big guy trade as it used to be, yeah. uh, there's a lot of people that think, you know, you take pro on a big guy because they have loner. They don't waste a team reroll then at least uh, if they fail. Uh, I was actually talking to somebody the other day who was suggesting pro as your first double on a goblin troll. And he was saying, you know, although block is great, because goblins or maybe even halflings tend to use their big guys for so much different stuff that maybe you would want uh, to be able to have a more reliable reroll with them. Uh, so I think you could make a case for that. I think also uh, on blitzers sometimes, you know, I think uh, I think you can make a case for it on war dancers, even though that there are a lot of other skills you want on a war dancer too. So this would have to be you know five or six skills in, but. You know, quite often with a war dancer, you know, you fail that leap and use the team reroll, and well, and then you roll pushes on the blitz. It would be nice to have another reroll. Uh, but really, any player that's going to be involved in turns that are very dicey, that you're going to need more than one reroll, I think you could make a case that pro is a decent skill. I don't know. What do you think? Well, what made me sort of think about this in the first place is there's a, a chap on the forums, uh, Phoenix13. Uh, spelt with a an O and zero instead of an O because he's cool. <laughs> Right. Um, and he's asking what he should do with uh, a league orc blitzer, which has block, mighty blow, tackle, and because it's league, and that's still allowed in some of the leagues, piling on. And he's rolled a new skill, and he doesn't know what to take on it, and obviously that's the big killing hitty man on his team. Uh, the poll he's put up was between Frenzy and Guard, but pretty quickly people start suggesting both Juggernaut and Pro. Now, Juggernaut I can really understand, Frenzy I can understand, and you can never have too much guard. I once had 10 guards, and I so missed having it on the 11th. <laughs> sure. Um, so it was orcs, actually, not even dwarves. Um, I, just lots of people came piling in. Um, first of all, it was suggested by 71, and then Shusnik came in and said that he thought pro was better than strip ball and frenzy and guard, um, and, and probably even juggernaut as well. And then we had a big, long rant from Catalyst about it. Uh, saying the pro can be used, you know, on a go for it. It can be used on picking up the ball. It can be used on catching the ball, throwing the ball, dodging away, and you can use it on hits. Uh, it's half a team reroll, and not only is it half a team reroll, but it's half a team reroll on top of your reroll, meaning it's another half a team mm -hmm. reroll every turn for free if that's what you want. And when you put it like that, pro sounds great, and particularly on big guys. If you use your big guy as a central part of your team. 
there's a real logic into taking it on your first double because you know it is re-rolls a pro on a, a big guy is almost as good an odds as a re-roll um so it's it, there's a decent chance of it really helping and yet while all of that sounds true i just never pick pro <laughs> <laughs> right. I always find something else to take instead, except sometimes on vampires. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. I always find something else to take. And are you just going, oh, pro? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there, there are so many skills in the game like that that I always think, oh, I wish I had more grab or I wish yeah. I had more fend, but I don't ever take that. <laughs> you know, it's, there's always something I wish I had a little bit more. I think uh, pro is one that probably lost a little bit back, you know, 10 years ago when they changed it from. Uh, seven skills as a completed player to six you you, uh, you know you a legend used to be a seven skill player yeah, and i think yeah. maybe you could could have back then made a little bit more of a case to stick pro in there somewhere uh now it's it, it's tough because you, most players have six other skills that they want probably more than pro and yeah. then uh, and and then players that get to legend six skills generally have doubles or stats or something else so then you're talking you know maybe only two or three normal roles on the player and is one of them really going to be pro uh, I think the, the the problem with looking at it like it's a free reroll is is that's only on your turn, whereas a lot of other skills function on your turn and the opponent's turn. Mm-hmm. Although you know you can catch the ball with pro on your on the opponent's turn if it's yeah, scattered so it scatters to you. So, yeah, I was, I was so thinking that thing. actually. Yeah, but but you know if you're blocking or getting blocked, block helps. If you're dodging or getting blocked, dodge helps. You know if you're blocking or dodging someone's dodging away from you tackle helps whereas pro uh is not very useful i found this actually on my vampires i took pro first every skill which was wonderful when it was my turn but when it was the opponent's turn we were really getting bashed around a lot because we didn't have any block or dodge so uh, i think that's one problem with it really yeah i mean i i do think i mean we've we've thrashed through the vampire argument with it before i do think there's a good argument for some pro around on vampires just because moving them is so risky yeah but that's my problem with pro is it doesn't really solve risk you feel like it might but i i once had a uh, just a hitter on the line uh, back when dwarves when there weren't many strength skills so things like grab wasn't around for dwarves and you ran out of options pretty quickly and so i had some pro hitters and the number of times I'd re-roll a block because it was just a push, and I thought, oh, I'd prefer a power, and it's for pros. Who cares? I'm not using a re-roll on it, but I will use pro. And, of course, that always seemed to come up skulls. I mean, about one time in two. <laughs> sure. And it's just, and the times you really want to rely on it, you end up pulling a re-roll anyway because you want it to happen. You don't want it to maybe happen. So, right. I, I, look, I, I think it is an awesome skill, and I understand why it has some real backers, but I just never take it. No, I, I, I don't yeah. think I've got many players at all with pro. I don't yeah. think I want to trust anything to be fifty percent. I mean, yeah, you know, my back's against the wall. I'll, I'll roll two d sixes, hoping for two sixes and see if it works. But that's never my plan, and I don't think my plan is to use a fifty percent skill. I mean, is it because yeah, you have to kind of counter into risk management in a sense? I don't. Yeah. Because yep. Yep. It is. And, and like PC's saying too, you know, you, things that are going to cause a turnover, you don't want a, you know, you don't want to be pro re-rolling them because it's a low chance of success because it's at best, you know, well, it's at best under 50%, right? Because it's 50% yeah. to even get the pro. Uh, I guess it's I think... 50% chance of another go at that roll. Right, of another go, right. So 50, yeah, sure. So 50% chance to then hit your 2 plus or 3 plus or whatever it is. I think yeah. for 
players that have roles that are non-turnover fails, like vampires, right? They can failing a bloodlust is not necessarily a turnover. Failing a hypnotic gaze is not a turnover. Uh, pro is great for that. Uh, big guys, you know, using pro on really stupid or bonehead is nice because it doesn't. It's not a huge. It's not a huge risk if you fail. Yep. Uh, and then I think you can make a case on hitters. Although <laughs> there's a if there's a well, I guess one in thirty six, one in seventy two, right? That you're gonna pro is gonna succeed, and then you're gonna roll double skulls. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it is. It's about one in three. I swear but, it is. <laughs> it's just not one in seventy two <laughs> in your experience. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean you can make a case for that, especially like I said, a sacker like a war dancer, where you might have you know dodge dodge go for it go for it hit you know you might need the team roll on the dodge or something like that and then if you get pushes on the hit on the ball it would be nice to have another go at it so i think i just did it again you was just saying you know vampires and i was nodding and smiling and i've taken it on vampires and you said big guys and i went yep there is that logic that if you want to re-roll it on big guys if the big guy is central to what you do then pro is as good as a re-roll and it's much cheaper get yourself a pro as your first double on a big guy and then i thought I wonder if Morehouse has ever done that. So there's my question. Have you ever done it? Have you got pro on any of your big guys? Uh, I don't think I have any big guys with doubles on any of my teams, actually. I, uh, I Well, I'll tell you. I'll look at the teams. Or Excuse me. I cut out there. I'll, I'll look at what I've got, and I'll tell you what I would take pro on. Okay, I take it first on vampires, uh, so I have a bunch of those. I play wood elves. I would not take it on a tree because I would rather the tree have block and just stand there and get in the way. I, the tree yep. doesn't do a lot. Uh, I would not take it on a, an orc troll for the same reason, that I, the orc troll just stands in the way and doesn't have to do a lot. I think I could be convinced on a halfling or... Well, I guess halfling trees don't have loners, so maybe not. But on a goblin troll, I don't have any goblin trolls with devils, but I think you could make a case that that would be kind of nice to have pro rather than block i don't know you played a lot of goblins recently did you try did you get any doubles on trolls um if i get a trouble on a troll it's block okay it's block for you both defensively and offensively that's what i want my trolls to be doing um sure. if i got another i think it would be dodge because i also want them break tackling pretty quickly i think that's more important than guard on a goblin yeah, that's the path oh, I okay. take. Yeah, so I mean... Um, yeah, I was just thinking to... maybe, could I justify pro on a Minotaur? Now, I've, not a I've Chaos seen pro on Minotaur because yeah. they need doubles for mutations, don't they? So that it depends. Would, that would yeah, surely, Chaos Dwarf. That would, that would surely go to Claw or Block. But on a, on a yeah. Chaos Minotaur, if I'm running a Minotaur, I guess I'm blitzing with it a lot. So perhaps then pro yeah. would be yeah. good. Perhaps that's Possible. the big guy. Yeah. And maybe a croc yeah, too, because crocs are lovely and fairly reliable, and perhaps stashing pro there might be useful. And maybe on on the yeti as yeah. well. Yeah, I could. Yeah, maybe with Norse, I could see that. Although the yeti's a little fragile with AV eight, and same thing with the minotaur. You know, it's nice to have block on a, an AV eight really big is. guy. Yeah, you really know, is. it's real easy to take them down, or to to just. It, if you try to base somebody with a blockless big guy, so many people will just negative 2D block you off, and then you're just standing there doing nothing again. I was uh, watching a horrific bar brawl uh, Chaos Dwarf team the other day with a strength 6 bull, a legend yeah. bull with agility 3 and move 7, and then a minotaur with AV9 as well as block. Sure. And that minotaur was strength 6 too. And you Ooh. just think, Really? <laughs> How are you ever taking that on? Right, um, scary stuff. 
even a chainsaw isn't going to cut it up to little minor tarred pieces like they normally do. So <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I think maybe no. uh, I don't know. An under, you play Underworld. Does you throw like on an Underworld yeah, troll? Yeah. Would you think about pro? Uh, possibly. Um, probably is the last skill. I tend to. Okay. If it's a double block, because yep. uh, tentacles has, is a must. Because I want I want to hold people near me and kill them. So yep, sure. block, claw, tentacles, if you get the doubles, obviously block. Um, guard, just to help the line rats out a little bit. But yeah, probably, wow. I just got a legend with my Underworld Troll, but I can't remember what I gave him. I don't think I think you've got a really good argument that if, you, if you've got any player, perhaps, who you've got a skill up and you're looking at the skills for them and you think they've got everything I actually want them to do and they're doing their job, then pro makes them do it better. But as yeah, you say, I mean, with yeah. skills on a player, that's very rare nowadays. So my underworld troll, claw, block, tentacles, stand firm, guard, and break tackle, because I yeah. want him to be a pain. I want him to be a roadblock. I think probably all of those are more used than pro. I think yeah, on a did, world team, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. Is that, did you, was that five or six? Is he a legend now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So so if... if the, the the last one was break tackle you said yeah I was I was unsure to be honest I think pro came up in conversation because I think I started a uh, forum about did you roll was it a double then no, so you no. could have taken no actually okay no. so pros yeah so pros a double so that's a different yeah but but yeah I I don't know a human I don't play humans that much a human ogre is pro human ogre with pro. block I would definitely consider pro yeah I think would that's you a, not bludge so, because well, again if you <laughs> break tackle bludge has wonderful sim- synergy with that. And, you know, he's your big guy. They're going to try and hit him. They're going to try and claw him. It is, and but I always find... just means they've got to use a tackler to do I that. I think with humans, though, because I do play a lot of humans, I very rarely blitz with my ogre. So yeah, sure. I wouldn't really want... I don't tend to break tackle him up unless there's not a lot else to give him. Um, yeah. I tend to use him as a, a wall and just try and hit people. Well, yeah. I mean, Because you've got four blitzers to do the blitz in. Yes, that sure. reliability issue. The fact is that, you know, break tackle on a strength five means he can go anywhere. It just it creates fear in the opposition. You don't have yeah, to use it for it to change the dynamic on the field. Certainly a threat. Certainly a threat. Right, okay. I think we've talked long enough about pro. Um, we're going to finish this podcast with a couple of things. We've got our quiz, which we normally do. I think Morehouse is 2-1 up, if I'm correct. That's right, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. So, the two questions are... Question number one. Are you ready? UK and US, same as always. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Can you name me three skills that Zara the Slayer has? Those. Um, UK. PC. Uh, she has Dauntless. Yeah. Block. Yeah. And st- I think it's called Stakes nowadays. Yeah, it is called I Stakes. I think she also yeah. has Jump Up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dodge. Yeah. One more. Yes. Does well, it's stab. It's stab. Does it's stab and stakes two separate skills technically? Well, they're they're right. written down on fumble as two separate skills. I think okay. the stab gotcha. is the skill and the stakes is the. Oh, uh, I didn't realise. I thought I thought they yeah. were slightly different things. I thought she had stakes, which was a hangover from when. Because um, weren't they originally? Didn't they do even more against undead than against other things? That's right. I think they, they still, still do. do. Too, they still do, but not by as much as they used to. No. Right, if I remember correctly, I think they used to be even stronger against undead. So stab sure is what other, everyone with a blade does, and stakes makes it slightly worse yeah. against undead. It's, it? yeah, it's like having you know block and mighty blow or whatever. Right, I the, see. You know, I uh, see. Yeah. Great. All right. Okay. Cool. On to the oh, next yeah. question. Well done. Well done, PC. You need this one to win and draw it level. 
Okay, Ooh. next question. Who won last year's Fumble Cup? U.S. Go on, Morehouse. That would be that would be my good buddy and fellow LOA member and American-born coach, Relozite. And which team? Uh, that would be uh, the Slim Chance Brigade, his Correct. Right, now we need a wow. tie break. Good knowledge. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, he's a, a, a buddy, I guess. <laughs> me. Sort of, so uh, <laughs> that was kind of an easy one for me. Okay, right, tie break. Without checking, okay. How many total games were played yesterday? I can. Uh, I guess I can have the disadvantage of guessing first because I think I made you guess first yeah, last short time. Term. So, okay. Sure. So, okay. Uh, how many games on fumble were played yesterday? Yeah, that's ranked, stunty league, and black box. Sure. Uh, one hundred fifty. Okay. Oh God. Um, I would. Yesterday was a Sunday, wasn't it? I think it's going to be a little more than that. So, 151. <laughs> this is going to be every time we get a tie break. The answer is 246. Yay! Oh, wow. Go so, fumble. PC right. wins. Two all, well two all. Well done, boys. Uh, you don't get a prize, but one of our lucky listeners will get a prize because we're going to do our first ever Fumble Podcast competition. That's exciting, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. I'm, I'm on tenterhooks. <laughs> so uh, I have a, a little thrower that I've painted, a human thrower to give away because I'm throwic. It kind of worked out. And what I would like you to do is think of a Blood Bowl-based joke. Send it to myself on Fumble or Discord or Purple Chest or Morehouse. We're going to pick one each to come back and share next week, and then we'll pick a winner. And I promise I'll post it to whoever wins it, and that's absolutely fine. So, yes, yeah, send send me some jokes. Don't send them to Throwek. If they're funny, send them to Purple Chest. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to re- reiterate and recap, think of a Blood Bowl-themed joke. Get it to myself, Morehouse, or Purple Chest, either on Fumble or on Discord. Um yeah, and let us know. Try and make us laugh, because then we're going we're gonna to read them out, or some of them, next week. And it is only one per coach. So, Astaflix, one. <laughs> <laughs> one, just one. Pick, pick the best one, Flixie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, make them funny, make them relevant, make them about Blood Bowl. Yeah, Anything about Blood Bowl. Absolutely. So, that's brilliant. Um, and just so, to say thank you, because, boys, we broke a thousand listens, believe it or not. Oh, fantastic. Oh, wow. So I was really impressed looking at the stats. We were, yeah, we're, I think we're about 1,040 now, which is fantastic. So thank you very much. Really Wonderful. appreciate it. Yeah, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. So That's thank awesome. you again for listening, and we'll see you again next week. We'll speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.